Hello, Edlings. This is Le Cantic. I am a poet, copywriter, photographer, and a voiceover actor. Welcome to my podcast. As earlier promised, my podcast is centered on mental health advocacy. My true intention is to liberate everyone from this subtle disorderliness that surreptitiously brings down humans and the society at large by being explicitly didactic. This is my first series and it is titled Unraveling the Wild and Ruly World of Narcissism. This is where you get the knacks for knacks. If that sounds interesting, let's get into it. The topic for the first episode of this my first series is what is narcissism but before we start a lot of persons embrace the fact that they love my background music after listening to the intro episode well i love you to know that i made it myself using groovepad groovepad is an app available on google play store so if you're looking to make a beat from your heart within an heartbeat download groovepad today yes and that is an appreciation advert. All right, what is narcissism? Narcissism is becoming frequently used as a word, phrase, and even an insult, but not so much is known or at least noticed when interacted with face to face, even when the obnoxious personality is discovered, till a flat and level point when it becomes a disorder. Narcissism comes from the Greek mythology, as a lot of people might probably know this. It is related that Narcissus was a Greek hunter known for his beauteous physique and he was proud of it. I mean, Supercilius is probably synonymous to his persona. And literally, he turned down every platonic and romantic shot, shot at him. Imagine if Narcissus was a modern man or a modern woman. <laughs> I mean, you're probably getting into their DM the moment you're sliding in, you're sliding out. <laughs> because they probably won't look at your side. And uh, there was a nymph at that time that was gravely enamored with him, that is Narcissus. The name of this name is Echo. Echo has a cause that inhibited her from having to speak. And she only is able to actually repeat what all it says because of that inability. Her admiration towards Narcissus made her follow him everywhere he went. But that was how far she loved him. But that never convinced him. It was an unrequisited kind of love, sadly. To the extent that a particular day, Narcissus told Echo, I would rather die than love you. You could imagine how sad that is. Nemesis, a Greek goddess, had observed this wanting heart of Narcissus and unmistakably placed a cause, a befitting cause if you ask me, on him that he would know the pain of unrequited love. So, this fateful day by the riverside, Narcissus was looking at his reflection and he fell in love, not knowing it was him, then dove into the water to be with the image of himself. I mean, at a sickening level of pomposity. Sheesh. So guys, I love you all to pay attention to the way I narrated this tale because this is the origin of the word narcissism. I mean, this is the fundamental definition of narcissism. It is what 
it looks like. So let me recap to explain. So to give it simply, narcissism is a grandly dignified interest in oneself. I mean, I'm trying to use a redundancy to describe the magnitude of the excited concern and importance placed on how someone sees themselves, both physically, in appearance, and in public perception. Now, defining the old concept of narcissism from the story, it is gained that narcissus is a Greek hunter. Hunter hunts games, games being birds and other evidence in quarry terms. They hunt for sports and food. Now consider this a mathematical equation because I'm trying as much as possible to solve it simply so that at the end of it all you have little or no queries. Sports could be used for recreational purpose, they could be used for fame and social economic status. And then food, of course, this is the basic need for sustenance and nutrition. Food can range from food store to even sex. <laughs> yes. This means that the hunter is on an endless demand for supply. As we progress, I will explain the term supply as related to a narcissist. Now, about having beauty and being proud of it. No, it does not mean that only facially beautiful people have narcissism or beauty cause narcissism. And let me let you know that beauty basically could be anything within the person that makes them feel worthy, attractive, spiriting, and inspiring. Any attribute at all that of comeliness and quality that makes them too huge of themselves. And that's the word, too huge. Too huge so much that they could not be truly empathetic, kind, or even love themselves or others. Which means they could never fulfill the greatest commandment of all. Love thy neighbor as thyself. <laughs> Interesting. They are not kind, no empathy, and cannot love. I will explain this further. This makes narcissism really full of danger and unsafe to any human possessing it and those around those who possess it. And really it is sad because it just really sums up to the fact that narcissism is a roadmap to Peru. Just as it is in the story where Narcissus is plagued by a cause to feel the pain of not being loved and being shown empathy. And also the even the cause he plays on himself, you know, saying that he would rather embrace death for whenever he ever decides to love and show empathy for another. Now, from all of this, it is clear that narcissism is a lack of empathy, it is entitlement, grandiosity, chronic insecurity arrogant and difficulty regulating one's emotions and also validation seeking. Now, I understand that for you to love, you have to love yourself first, right? And that you cannot give what you don't have. That one is for sure too, right? Now, which means if you do not have love within you, you cannot love someone else. And it gets a little bit tricky, guys. Contrary to opinion and notion that narcissism, or rather, narcissist, that is someone who shows narcissism, or according to the dictionary that one who shows extreme love and admiration for themselves, <laughs> the definition might not necessarily be wrong, just that all this love that the narcissist seems to shower on themselves is a charade, a facade for self-love, 
are not self-love. In fact, they are not confident. They are rigged with insecurities. And so to cover up all their insufficiencies and deficiencies, they strut around with pseudo-charisma. This is like a deflated tire looking for pumps to get inflated. Anything at all to puff their fragile ego. This is why they need a supply. And anything or anyone can be a supply or a pump, as this case may be. Because it only takes a split second before they become deflated again. So, and most probably, most supplies would most likely have emotional to social economic strength within them. What I essentially figure out in this world is the narcissist is the antagonist. And every other person that they are with are just oblivious evils or <laughs> bloody civilians. <laughs> now, I am going to actually really stop there for this episode. And in our next episode, we'll be continuing in-depthly on what is narcissism and historic narcissists. Where I'm going to be listing some persons in history that actually exhibited these traits of narcissism and have affected the world at large. You will be surprised the kind of persons I'll be listing. But while, while we wait, we can try as much as possible to summarize the type of person that you think might make the list. And if you have any comments, queries or inquiries, get in touch with me at Lecontic Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, clubhouse and talking of clubhouse do well to join the conversation every friday by 6 pm and promise to be grand visit my website www.podpage.com slash lecantic iphone song iphone on iphone clouds stay with me guys we can fix this we can help us share to all thank you